This is my life. I have normal fights with my boyfriend that paralyze me. Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News. So budsy wuzzies, this week on The Real Housewives of Orange County, the secrets that Shannon has so desperately tried to keep hidden are finally coming to the surface. Is Heather really to blame for all of this stuff coming out? Will the ladies' concern actually lead to the end of Shannon and John? We're going to share all of our hot takes, of course, but before we do, make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news. So I loved how this episode started. You know, it's kind of like this dramatic FaceTime between Jen and Tamara, and Jen is, of course, going to be hosting the party at the end of the episode, and they're talking about how they, like, want it to be light, want it to be fun, and then dun-dun-dun. The screen, like, cuts to... All of the drama that has gone on this past season. And of course, that is foreshadowing what is going to go down at this party. And it's pretty accurate. But then it was so strange because they also had this mini montage of dogs. Like we saw Archie having a birthday party possibly. And then we had Fisker getting a bath. And then we had Jen and a bunch of puppies. Like, And I was just like, okay, I mean, I'm here for the dog montage. Like, maybe we can just stay at Archie's birthday party if everything goes south with the doppelganger party. Again, it's foreshadowing for the party, a party full of bitches. I guess. Ooh, I see what you did there. I like it. All right, so first off, we get Gina and Heather going to lunch. It's pumpkin season, and they start talking about how Shannon enjoys poking around in other people's relationships, but she never wants to talk about her own. They think that she's deflecting possibly because if the focus is some on someone else, then, you know, the light is not shining on her. And this is just driving me nuts because you can tell that Gina is very careful about the way that she speaks about Shannon and John's issues. And so is Heather. And everyone's just tiptoeing around what this issue is. And I'm like, just freaking say it like it's driving me nuts because they all know what they're talking about but no one is saying it directly and I'm kind of just like I don't know I'm kind of losing my mind at this point yeah I mean I feel like Heather you know she says she's like finally in a good place with Shannon but you know Gina's kind of like why did you bring everything up and then decide to just like hump the brakes it's like Heather was the one that kind of spread this around the group, yet she is taking zero responsibility for this. She is just sitting back and like letting all of the other ladies like run rampant with it. And meanwhile, she's, you know, has her higher than mighty, you know, attitude about it being like, you know, there's a difference between talking about somebody and talking against somebody. And I don't want to be a part of that at all. And it's like, Heather, you were the one saying point blank that, Shannon and John had issues and that they were bad. I'd say that's kind of talking against somebody. I th- I truly do. Th- I like Heather, but I truly do think this was her plan all along because she is very smart. I think she like all she needed to do was cause a little spark and then the flame was going to take, you know, it was going to ignite and she knew that was going to happen. And then she gets to just kind of walk away and be like, it wasn't me who was saying these things, you know? Tamara's the one who brought it up on camera, which she's not wrong. But again, I just think that she knew that that's what was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're getting ready for this party, the doppelganger party. What Do you think this is a great idea for a party theme or are they asking for trouble with this theme? 
Oh, I love it. I mean, it's shady, but I think it's like can, can be fun shade. You know, most of it is fun shade until one in particular arrives. But we'll get to that in a second. All right. So we're at Shannon's house getting ready. Vicky shows up and she's like, I'm not dressing as anyone because I'm the OG of the OC and I will be dressing like myself. And I was like, yes, bow down, mad respect. And you're right, Vicky. The makeup artist asks her if she's dating anyone. And she's like, yes, I am. And he's amazing. And, you know, she kind of talks about how the last two relationships she was taken advantage of by these men and she really has not had the best of luck. And then she goes into her her list of requirements for a guy and how her new man just ticked all of them off, all of them being 18. She had 18 requirements, including loves country music, can make Vicky laugh, owns his home, is divorced, has children. Like, she had a long list. And so, you know, good for her that she found someone who checked all her boxes. And bonus, if they have a boat... That's number 18. That's a bonus. It's not a requirement, but a bonus. And honestly, Vicky, like, same. I I love her list. I love these requirements. She has not had very good luck with relationships. So the fact that she has this list and this man checks them all off, I really do hope that there is a future with them. Not on the list is like honest, loyal. Those were the problems with her previous relationships, like with Brooks and Steve Lodge, you know. She's like, they lied and they cheated on me. So I'm not sure why those qualities didn't make the cut. But, you know, I hope that this guy is is better than the other two. Well, I mean, hopefully those are qualities that every woman would want in every man. Like maybe those just like can be left unsaid and are just kind of assumed. But these were like Vicky's specific requirements. I don't know. I think she might need to add those on. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, Vicky's happy in her relationship and Shannon is too, I guess. But, you know, she's talking about how she's really scared. Everybody's going to be bringing this up at the party and she's going to confront Heather about it because basically, you know, Heather's alluding that all of these really, really bad things happened, but they're not really bad. But like, what are they? What are they? And we finally get into them at the party. All right. So let's talk costumes. So Tamara arrives as Heather. Um, I feel like she did a pretty good job with this one. I didn't understand the outfit, though. I feel like she should have gone more posh spice with the outfit. Like, I didn't understand what the graphics were saying. I think on the back it said Coco. Like, was that a Chanel reference? Fancy pants, I think. On the front, I don't know what it said. Yeah, okay. I can do I can be down with the fancy pants, but I didn't understand what was going on in the front. I thought the wig was fantastic. And then we had Jen as Taylor. I okay, I get that Taylor likes to go to this place, the deck, but she's not decked out in the deck merchandise. So I wasn't here for that one. Gina as Emily, I thought was pretty good. And she even like added some butt pads underneath her pants to give her, you know, some more curves. We had, oh, Emily is Shannon. I thought those, I thought she did a pretty good job. And she really embodied Shannon's character. Like she sits down on a stool and like falls off and she's just so like cookie and like, ah. and I thought Emily's, I thought Emily nailed it. Who else did we have? Who am I missing? So we had Heather as Jen, which I thought was a little bit, wah, wah, like a little disappointing. Yeah. She was wearing like a one piece workout suit and like, a, a wig that like didn't really look like Jen's hair at all. So yeah, it wasn't blonde enough. 
I don't know, phoning it in or really just kind of like trying to look hot, basically. And then Taylor as Tamra, who like showed up looking like she just, you know, got done working out at the gym and not even in a cute way. She just had on like leggings and a top and like a sweater or something. And like Tamra's like, dude, like I am so easy. At least like put on like a cut fitness hat or something like Taylor definitely phoned it in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then we get quite the entrance from Shannon, who is Gina. And she chose like the worst possible version of her when Gina's hair was not looking its best. Yeah. We've got the wig, we've got the frizz, we've got the tracks, we've got the the sequin mini, and honestly, she nailed it. I mean, yeah, I think the the hair was pretty funny, but I was sort of like, are they in that good of a place where you can sort of poke fun at that? I don't know that they are. And that's where I think this party theme is a little bit risky. And I guess that's probably the point of it. You know, you're going to ruffle some feathers. But I think Gina was a little offended. I don't know. Shannon stands by it. And then we have Vicky showing up as Vicky with the keg, ready to do the keg stand a la in Michael's dorm room, that iconic scene. This was basically like a best of Vicky episode because we got so many flashbacks of her most iconic moments. One of the top being this moment, her surprising Michael at college. She is ready to do a keg stand. I loved it. Followed by Shannon doing the worst keg stand in history. It just like I was dying laughing. Yeah, Shannon would not put her mouth around the the spout. She was like horizontal. It was just very awkward. But can I just say that that moment when Vicky walks into Michael's college dorm, Michael's face, the look on his face will live in my head rent free forever. Like he's holding like a flip phone and he is just completely stunned that his mom's walking in with like a you know 24 pack of beer and let's whip it up god that was just so good so good i love it michael is like one of the real heroes of oc the things that he has been through and gone through like props to him okay so who had the best costume then do you think okay i mean i think i'm just gonna go with shannon i think I don't know. Maybe it's because I am biased and don't really like Gina, but I think Shannon kind of nailed it. What do you think? I'm going with Emily because I feel like she was really channeling Shannon's mannerisms and um, she had like the double glasses on at one point and she kept like putting on her glasses. I thought I thought Emily did a great job. Same, same. Emily, Emily killed it too. All right. So they all start talking first. Gina and Emily are talking and they're like, yeah, Heather needs to kind of fess up that she's been talking about Shannon's relationship to everyone. And then we see Heather and Shannon talking, you know, Shannon kind of pulls Heather aside closer to the start of the party. And she's like, I'm beyond upset, you know, that you're going around to Emily and Gina and Tamara, like saying things about my relationship. And Heather is you know, denying that that's what happened. She's like, I have not said anything bad. Like, I understand that what you tell me is, you know, private and privileged information. Like, I vault it. There was a lot of vault vault talk, you know, violating the vault talk. Was the vault open? Was the vault closed? But we also just keep hearing about how everyone is concerned. And that's why they're talking about it, because they're concerned. 
And that word was said probably 12 times in this episode. And I'm like, then what is concerning? Like, does John have a temper? Does John have a wandering eye? I don't know, but there's definitely something. And again, I just want to know what it is that we're actually talking about. Yeah. And, you know, we do finally get some glimpses of that, but not before Heather continues to deflect, deflect, deflect. If I could describe this episode in one word, it would be deflection because Heather is blaming it on Tamara. Then she's saying that, you know, she didn't tell anybody. And then she's saying like, Shannon should be concerned about her relationship, not who's talking about her relationship. It's like, she is doing everything but owning up to the fact that she mm-hmm. spread this rumor. She lies, straight up lies to Shannon. And then she's offended that anybody would ever even question her, you know, integrity or, you know, why she would tell this to people. It's like, I don't know. It's deja vu. She's like sitting next to Shannon being like, I've been such a good friend to you. I feel like it's the same monologue as last season. And it's just like, Heather, in the words of Lisa Rinna, like, just own it. Just own it. Yeah, I totally agree. And it was reminding me of, I don't know what season number it was, but I think it was one of Shannon's, like, first or second when she's still with David and her and Heather, you know, were at odds and (laughs) they're at a party at someone's house and it ends up with Shannon storming off, of course, because Storms loves to storm. And, you know, she's like, you will all see the truth like about Heather someday, you know, it feels like we're right back there and, you know, they haven't really made any progress. So I don't know, but this whole thing about, oh, John is so private and he would never want anything out there. Then if you really value your relationship that much, maybe you shouldn't be on the show. It's like, if he's so private, why is he filming any scenes? If he's so private, why is he dating a reality star? And if this is, you know, she's never been more in love with her life as we can, you know, she's told us 86 times, then maybe that's more important than, you know, being on this show. I I do have a little bit of insight about John Jansen. So I live in Orange County. I have friends who live in Orange County and You know, he obviously he lives on the marina in Newport. He is kind of a part of this elite Newport community. And he belongs to the one of the yacht clubs in Newport Beach. Who's not allowed to go to that yacht club in Newport Beach with him is Shannon. He's a member, but they don't allow people, you know, in the spotlight, a little bit more, you know, low key, a place that people can come and just enjoy themselves. They don't want drama they don't want you know celebrity they don't want anything like that so I don't know I have a feeling that John is trying to uphold this reputation in Newport Beach and any little thing that might ruin that for him coming from Shannon would be like that's it like a red flag like we're done so I don't know that's where my head went when all of this was going down with everything but I don't know we find out some pretty shocking stuff about him you know the fact that he doesn't want anybody to know all of this but Mm -hmm. it's become the center storyline of the franchise is not good well I think that's what happens naturally when some when you try to hide something and keep something private that's when people are going to start prying like if you give us a little something here and there then you know you kind of keep us fed and Shannon, by Shannon becoming so defensive every time it's brought up, 
she's only making it worse. And by storming off every time and saying, you know, I'm done. How am I going to talk to John about this? Like, how am I going to, you know, move forward with him? Like, this is the end of us. She's making it worse. Yeah, no, totally. So, of course, like you said, Shannon storms off and she's basically like, nobody here knows anything about my relationship. I've never been more in love, but I've also never hurt more either. And we're all like, what? Like, excuse me, what? Like, I get what she's saying. You know, it's a passionate relationship, so it it kind of goes both ways. But like, it's just kind of crazy the things that we hear, you know, it basically boils down to that they're in love and they care about each other. But we get in arguments just like a normal couple. And like, yes, of course, every couple gets in arguments. But hers seem to be ones that are really, really, I don't know, damaging the relationship, hurting her self-esteem, you know, making their way around Orange County in not so good ways. Yeah. I mean, if your arguments are paralyzing you in her words, I feel like that's not healthy. You know, it's a little, I don't think that's quite normal. No, it's not normal at all. And then like Heather and Emily reveal some other stuff too. They say, you know, John's really not invested in the relationship. Their dynamic isn't great. Their family dynamic isn't great. We know that Shannon doesn't get along with his daughter. Shannon pays for everything. He calls her fat. He calls her unattractive. He calls her names. Like these are pretty, you know, while she says there's no affairs going on. These are, this is not a good look for John, like these, these things that are coming out. No, you're right. I, I do feel like there's probably something deeper even than that. If there's, you know, some sort of like verbal abuse, I feel like it probably does go deeper than that and we're not going to get everything. But I don't know. It's just, Shannon's just needs to like learn how to control her reaction to these kinds of things. She, you know, starts walking away and she's like, no more cameras, like cameras down you know, I'm not crazy. I'm not a crazy person. This is normal stuff. And I just want a montage of how many times we've had Shannon walking off, telling the cameras to go down and saying, insisting that she's not crazy. (laughs) I feel like those are her three go-to moves at this point. And it's not a season unless we get that. Oh, it is not a season until we get Shannon Storms Bedore storming off to production. I mean, I think this is number two. I think we're going to get it a few more times this season. But yeah, I mean, she's like basically in this like production tent in Jen's, you know, front yard in the driveway being like, how am I going to tell my private boyfriend that everyone is talking about us and making judgments? And it's like, number one, you're on a reality show. You both need to expect this. And number two, I think she's using the term private loosely. I don't think that I think he wants to be private because he wants to save his reputation. He has Mm -hmm. this image to uphold in Orange County. And Shannon has the potential to ruin that and, you know, ruin his kind of like ranking in the, you know, ladder of Orange County elite. So I don't know. I feel like it's it's clear. Sorry. It's clear that he values his reputation more than he values their relationship. Yes. And like, I don't. I don't know. I don't think all of the things that Heather and Emily shared about John are are lies. Like, why would they? I don't think that they would make stuff like that up. I think that like those things are true. And, you know, it's even clear Shannon admitted on Watch What Happens Live that her and John still hang out. They're still friends. But 
Shannon got into a, an altercation or argument with John's daughter at a restaurant. She wasn't kicked out of the restaurant like the headline says, but mm-hmm. she admitted that there has been arguments in public with his family. Like, it's not good. It's not good. That she needs not- to learn how to control that. But let me ask you something. So when Emily was talking to Shannon and trying to talk her off the cliff and she Shannon was like, I've never I've talked to you one time about our relationship. That was back in 2020. And Emily said, no, that was, you know, there was a time a couple months ago. Do you remember when we were at Javier's and Shannon just kind of looked off to the side and Emily was kind of prompting her saying, and you were talking about John and other things. And Shannon, I couldn't tell in that moment if she just realized that she had gotten caught or if she was like possibly had drink had too much to drink that night and didn't remember divulging information about the relationship. And it sort of made me start thinking, is that the problem? Like, does Shannon drink and then say things and not remember it? Like, is that what's happening here? It's totally possible. I think it's a little bit of both. I think, you know, she's kind of because John is so private, she can't really like openly talk about this. So she kind of has to be secretive, maybe have one or two drinks in her to kind of, you know, get that liquid courage. And then she kind of needs to talk about it. So she's kind of spilling things to Emily and vaulting them. The new, again, phrase of the housewives. I That must be like some sort of behind the scenes word that they use and I think it's just coming to light now but I really think that you know she once she has a a drink or two in her she says things that she's really wants to get off her chest and you know thinks that these women are going to hold it to their chests but they're on a reality show and it ends up biting her in the ass so I don't know I think it's a little bit of both but I think Shannon maybe trusts too easily trusts these women too easily and is trusting John Jansen too easily because obviously there are major red flags. Yeah. All right. Well, how dare you? Because vault was, you know, a term brought up by Seinfeld back in the 90s. So, um, you know, you need to catch up on that pop culture, Kim. Whoops. I, I mean, I thought Shannon Storm's Fedor was the originator, but all right, Jerry, I'll, no, I'll give there's you this. A whole, there's a whole episode of Seinfeld where they talk about putting something in the vault and then you know, Jerry jokes to Elaine that the combination is like a martini or something. But anyway, I digress. This was, you know, this was a chaotic episode. I think it looks like it's only going to get more crazy. It looks like people are just going to start to turn on Shannon a bit, as we see in the previews. And they're going to say, listen, you got to stop acting like Jekyll and Hyde. And you're kind of saying one thing and doing another. And yeah, this is not the end of this. Yes, there is definitely a lot more chaos to come. So we will be back next week to discuss it all. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any more Bravo Breaking News. Bye, everyone.